Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Bonavis Hicks. And Father, I want to ask you a question that I think is very important. And then I'm going to ask you the slight difference from that question, which I think is also more important. And the exercise, I think, will be very fulfilling for anyone that goes through that. And that first question is, how do we learn how to be in a relationship? And then the second closest question, but I think which is also very important, how do we teach someone how to be in a relationship? Because as I've talked to people in my circles in my world, maybe 3% of people have an answer of how did they learn how to do relationships. And absolutely none of them know how to teach a relationship. So, Father, I'm asking you a question that many people have become dumbfounded in. And since you, of all the people in my world, talk about relationships more and know more about them, I want to bring it to you because, again, I get a feeling that this is something that would help all of us greatly going through the exercise of knowing these two questions. How do I become better at relationships? And how do I teach someone to become better at relationships? Because if you can master those two skills, I'm pretty sure you can make your life infinitely better because your life essentially is derived from the quality of your relationships. So, Father, that's the importance. That's that's the question I have posed for you, and hopefully we can uh, have a good chat about it. Well, I'll start with a a book recommendation uh, that I have come across recently and really appreciated. And there's uh, you can find uh, some YouTube kind of uh, summaries in the sense of the the author presenting. So it's a book by, it's the most recent book by David Brooks, How to Know a Person, The Art of Seeing Others Deeply. And I, he gives a, a lot of, he gives, you know, he's, a, he's an excellent writer. And so he's speaking a lot from the first person, his own experiences, uh, and then also drawing on a lot of research. He's a, he's a journalist, he's a professional author. And uh and then giving really concrete guidance about um, ways to. So I'm I just zeroed in on uh, one aspect of being in relationship, but at the essence of it, if we're going to talk about um, the the deepest relationships, those are relationships of real intimacy, of vulnerability, being able to see each other deeply, to really know each other. And so he's, uh, he's giving really some expert guidance in that and just really recommend that, uh, that book. Um, so we, we do have a lot of different kinds of relationship. Um, we have to think in terms of maybe concentric circles. So the goal is in heaven, we are really one with everyone. So that's uh that's on the way we could say but uh as insofar as we are now in time and we are limited by time and space um that's not possible of course we we can't even know we can't even we can't do anything with everyone i mean um but then we're also going to have uh, sort of concentric circles in terms of uh, of intimacy and if our if our closest relationships are are really deep and and intimate if we really know how to know a person and to see others deeply at the the inner circle 
that's gonna that's gonna emanate outward in important ways to into all of our relationships, just in different degrees. Uh, all of that depends on trust. So trust is what we're able to develop with people in the inner circle, and uh, trust takes time, and trust has to be earned. And so we just don't have all the same time for everyone. That's that's part of the limiting factor. But again, if you can think in terms of those concentric circles, the problem is for the people that we do have time for, and we haven't developed the trust. Uh, that's uh, that's something that needs to be worked on, and. And then, you know, learning the blocks in ourselves. So it's always easy to say, well, I would be in relationship with somebody if they weren't such a problem. Uh, well, probably there's something in ourselves that we can also work on. Not to say, on the other hand, well, every relationship problem is my fault. So there's a, you know, it can be a tendency to do that too. And that's not what I'm saying. But just to say uh, a lot of times, you know, what's what's happening inside of us ends up coming up in all of our relationships. And, and then sometimes we get stuck in some of those dynamics and that's, uh, you know, so when, as we grow personally, then, then we can grow through that. And that's where things like therapy on the one hand or spiritual direction on the other hand, where we have specialized relationships that are focused on relationships. And it's really the, the therapeutic relationship. And I would say the spiritual direction relationship are fruitful, effective, depending depending precisely on the relationship with the therapist or with the spiritual director. So in some sense, we get a little bit of a lab environment with an expert to practice relationships. Now, spiritual direction has, you know, its own sort of emphasis as it's uh, explicitly referencing God. Therapy has its own emphasis, which is really referencing a little bit more the, the psyche, the interior of the human person. But in both cases, we are practicing with experts, and then hopefully we can learn the the interior patterns of thought and behavior of feeling we can get to know ourselves and how we respond in relationship and then we can bring the transformed responses into uh into all our, our other relationships and and again a similar kind of thing happens when we have someone in that inner circle when we have a a spouse when we have a close friend uh that we really learn to be totally vulnerable with, that we learn to totally open our hearts to. And then when I'm in relationship with someone else, at least I have access to those places in my heart. I know that they exist and I might freely choose. I don't trust this person enough to reveal this part or to go to this place. Or maybe it's just not the nature of the relationship, but at least I have access to those places in my heart. So that's what it, that's what it does when our inner, innermost circle is is as open as intimate as vulnerable as possible then at least i develop the interior freedom that i know what's happening inside of me uh, otherwise what's happening in relationships is i get hijacked by by different parts of me that uh, run run to defend me uh, run to protect my interior and they do that in different ways uh, either trying to prevent pain managing situations or trying to wash out pain by uh, reacting in, in extreme ways. And if I don't know my own patterns of, of managing and reacting, then I, that stuff's going to keep blowing up in relationships and that's going to create barriers and, and limit the kinds of, of intimacy and openness that I can have. So I just said a whole bunch of things. Let me just try to summarize uh, a point or two. So one thing is to really develop the closest relationships to us. Those are our uh, 
best chance of knowing ourselves and learning to relate to another in all of the difference of that other. Um, we can grow in that also through relationships with experts like a therapist or a spiritual director. And uh, I can grow by learning to know uh, myself more and and get to know my own kind of roadblocks or uh, the, the defenses, the walls that come up as I'm as I'm relating with people. So that's a lot of the the kind of personal work that we can do to grow in relationship. And then I could say a lot more about, you know, certain relational dynamics. Um, maybe just one more key overarching theme is uh, it's always going to be a mess. We're always going to make mistakes. It's always going to be hard. And so we really have to develop a, uh, a capacity for forgiveness, asking forgiveness, and, and then, uh, reconciling so reconciliation with uh with one that we might be in conflict with so those are a few starting points so so i love that i'm going to start with the overarching thing that you gave there and i think that this is an important thing it's going to be as level as the ocean is when you're looking out at a distance the ocean looks level but there's waves all throughout it constantly um so it, it, it's a matter of perspective and something that i think that is important to recognize that from judging other people's or looking at other people's, the grass always greener on the other side. Well, it might look like that from a faraway distance, but when you're actually in it, we're all in our pits and valleys and things are, are crazy and a mess just as being in the middle of the ocean. is. So I think that, that that's a, 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 an important part to bring up there. And one of the things that had dawned on me as you were discussing the reflection upon ourselves because ultimately a, rela- a relationship is bringing as much of us to the table as the other person. It's part of the requirement for trust and vulnerability because most people are not willing to go much more than call it 65, 35 in terms of putting themselves out there without getting some form of reciprocation back. You know, not everyone's 50, 50, um, but there's a limit where it's like, I keep putting myself out there and getting nothing in return. I'm, I'm going to put up my own walls naturally. And all of us have that within us. And you talked about how recognizing the things that are within us might be causing those issues. And I have been fascinated in the study of how are those walls or issues within ourselves built. And essentially, Science has basically narrowed it down to two different ways. Either A, repetition. This is the way you keep doing it over and over and over. This is how you learn to do this task. In terms of memory blocks, they get stuck in you. So they get made through repetition. Option two, when your brain, particularly the younger you are, is in a state of extreme. Fear, excitement, fear, happiness. I said fear twice. Sorry about that. Uh, But the point being, when you're in an extreme emotional state, your mind like records super crazy and builds that to either try to capture that high again or try to avoid that problem. And they believe that's why addiction to cigarettes is invented. Addiction to pretty much any substance is your mind records that first sensation and is constantly chasing after it. So knowing that that's part of the chemistry of your head if you will you have given us many examples about how to look back at our past and say hey this is here this is what happened to us when we were younger it's okay it's not necessarily a problem 
but we're here now with older eyes, older vision. What what could have happened? What should have happened? And talk to ourselves in a nurturing way. And I bring up that practice, even though you're the one who taught it 16 times here, because I think it's so important. And I, I, I think that that's one of the big things that when we look at how do I learn a relationship? Well, that's how we learn ourselves. And the key answer I took away from learning the relationship was be comfortable in your own ocean, wherever you're at, except it's never going to be level. There's always going to be something moving in it. Look at our own spots that we have red flags, if you will, or whatever term you have and how to address them softly. But it also requires the other side of your relationship to be willing to coalesce uh, more or less. And this is the part where, where I think that a lot of people don't understand myself included is how do you go about that coalition point where we can be in a spot where again, not full hearty in our vulnerabilities, but also not so rough and guarded that we don't know how to connect. And that might even be too, macro of a zoomed out question i don't even know what the right question is here father <laughs> again trying to teach someone how to be in a relationship is not easy um but it's something we all do and that's what i'm saying is if, if, if there could be a, a thought process of how to do it how much easier would our lives be like if i just knew how to talk to whomever that person in the back of my mind is that's gnawing on me for not talking to them my physical health would actually improve because I'd have less back pains because my mind would stop yelling at me for not connecting with this person. I should. And I, 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 that's why this question is so pivotal and important. How do we actually do relationships? And again, that might be too big picture of a question. It's so, I don't know. I feel like it's trying to, to poke something that's constantly moving. I can't even figure out how to attack the situation correctly. No, you're, you're right. I mean, it it is, it is too big picture in the sense that it it is our, really our entire life. So part of the definition of being human is being in relationship We're we're, we're really not, it's not possible to not be in relationship. Uh, And, and the, the variety of relationships is, is also quite diverse. Uh, but but just to say again, you know, we're we're conceived in relationship, right? <laughs> we're 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 in relationship with our with God from the moment that we're conceived, with our mother from the nine months that we live in her, and you know, in some sense, at least from our DNA, and then probably by close association with our father from the first moments of our life. I mean, we're we're living in relationship. And and that's also like it is caught, not taught. You know, there's so much about living relationship that we just pick up from doing it. We're, mm-hmm. we're already, before we're speaking, we're relating. Before we're walking, we're relating. Before, I mean, practically, you know, it's the same when we eat, right? You know, nursing babies are relating at the same time that they're eating, you know, the, the, so that the, uh, how absolutely all through everything relationship is, is can't be under, uh, underexpressed. I mean, that's, so, uh, so it is like a, a moving target that you can't ever get your hands around because it is like the ocean. It's like you're in the midst of it and everywhere you look, there it is. And so uh, that's, I think that's, again, important to say. And then what we're talking about are, you know, some things like the, the David Brooks book I mentioned, the things that we're discussing here are, 
our regular ways that, um, you know, in some sense we've absorbed our, our whole society is a relationship that we call a culture. And, and we take on uh, certain cultural um, expressions, patterns of, of uh, interacting, uh, certain cultural dynamics are there. And you can see that across cultures, you know, so I'm going to make gross uh, generalizations. So please don't anybody, okay. any, uh, you know, whatever, uh, allow me to do that. But um you know, in a, in a Chinese culture, at least traditionally, people tend to be uh, a, more guarded and, and a way of, of relating. There's a certain way of relating that um, is, you know, maybe not speaking as directly. And, uh, and there's something very, you know, again, this isn't a better or worse thing. There's something beautiful about that. There's a lot of, of care around relating with others that it's sort of feeling out um, what, what there is openness around and what can be expressed or I think of, uh, I have friends who are Lebanese from the Maronite uh, Catholic tradition, and they'll say, you know, uh, when, uh, one of my friends who's actually American, but he's a Maronite priest, and he says, now we're going to begin the Lebanese dance. You know, at the end of a meal, who's going to pay for the, who's going to pay for the meal? And it's going to go back and forth, you know, some, some number of times. I'll pay for it. No, I'll pay for it. No, I'll pay for it. And I'll pay for it. And then it's going to land somewhere. And there's some kind of pattern to that, that I'll, I'm not Lebanese enough to figure out. Again, I'm making generalizations. I don't mean any of these things to be offensive. I, I hope they aren't. But um, so just to say, there's all of these relational patterns that we're, we're draw, absorbing like the air. I mean, we're breathing these things in. There's a lot of osmosis going on. Sometimes those, those patterns are uh, dysfunctional. The, you know, there was also a time that, uh, you know, there's a, maybe a, a hyper masculinity that says like, boys don't cry. It's not okay for men to cry. Men can't be sensitive. You have to shut down your heart. And uh, there's a certain kind of toughness that, that is uh, perhaps more natural to men or men have a capacity for. And that's, that's fine to develop some of that toughness, but to develop that toughness to the point of shutting down all feeling is, is really unhealthy. And so coming to learn some of the relational dynamics we might have uh, absorbed and weren't aware of is, is part of growing in relationship. And that's one of the beautiful things that happens in uh, a relationship like marriage, where you really, you bring in your family cultures into the same home together. You don't marry your wife, you also marry her family. And that's part of what that means, because she carries her family inside of her. She's absorbed the dynamics of her family from conception basically and she doesn't even know what she's absorbed until suddenly she runs into something in you that's different than something in her and then it's an awareness of like oh i thought this was a relational dynamic that everyone had and that's a beautiful process that can be painful and can be exciting because we can really grow and that's the one of the values of diversity as we run into a difference and we learn to understand it and then to harmonize it. And we come to a place of maybe an even greater synthesis of the two, my approach and your approach, and we come to something more, more beautiful. Or maybe I just adopt your approach, or in another case, you adopt my approach. You know, So all of that working out those relational dynamics, as I said before, it's hard, it's messy, there will be problems, it will be painful. And if we're not able to 
forgive, ask forgiveness, reconcile, if we're not able to take a step back and look at ourselves with with gentleness and and also approach the other with gentleness, if we're not open to hearing uh, an approach different than ours and uh, giving really making room for the other person, uh, even when that person may be very different, then then it's very hard to move forward in in any relationship, really. Some relationships are so limited in their scope that we can have a great difference between us and still manage that. I, man, I imagine that you know some of your contractors or even even some of your uh, uh, maybe clients at different times are are people that are very different from you, but your the scope of your interaction is so limited. You're working on a contract. There's a certain uh, realm of law that governs the the interaction. You have a particular result in mind. You're going to work through to the end. It doesn't really matter whether they voted Democrat or voted Republican. It doesn't matter whether they uh, like their their uh, house uh, pink or purple. It doesn't matter whether their favorite uh, T-shirt is you know this one or that one. So, um, depending on the scope of the relationship, there there may be less clashing, but the closer we get, the more clashing there will be. And then uh, the harder that is, but also the more beautiful it is as we form a synthesis, you know, a harmony you know, between two people with, with different approaches. But again, it's hard, it's messy. We have a lot of stuff going on in us that we may not be aware of. We're going to have to learn that. We have to be humble about that and recognize it. We can't overcome it some of our stuff by just snapping our fingers because it's really like in our nervous system. <laughs> it's uh, embedded into our bodies in, in deep ways. And uh, so all of that stuff is going on in, in our relationships. And, and I think a lot of great information that you just gave their father in the next episode, we're going to jump into to what those tools are and how to kind of utilize them a little bit more to help us enhance ourselves. And in the meantime, I do want to thank, um, an entire new wave of listeners that we have come across over the last little whiles here. If you have not done so already, please leave a star review upon whatever platform you are at. And also please share us with someone who would benefit from learning this information and growing better in their life. We thank you very much. And we'll be with you next week.